wisdom that will set you free. Welcome to Mystic FM. Join us on a voyage of spiritual discovery. Hi everyone, and welcome to Mystic FM. My name's Julian Rosser. Today, we discuss UFOs and their occult significance. Mystic FM is produced by the New Zealand branch of the Aetherius Society, a worldwide spiritual organization with centers in Europe, North America, Africa, and Australasia. We were founded in 1955 by a Western master of yoga, Dr. George King, who passed on in 1997. The Aetherius Society are the custodians of a vast amount of spiritual teachings given by beings from this world and beyond, which were received through the yogic mediumship of Dr. King. We are a practical organization that holds regular services to send out spiritual power through prayer and mantra to help our suffering world. The Society's motto is service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. UFOs are not a new phenomenon. They've been seen throughout our history. What is different now is that more and more we see officials and governments, the military and science coming forward to share their insights. UFOs have been seen to fly in unusual patterns or to make high velocity changes in direction that are simply not possible according to our current level of science. They clearly come from other worlds and also clearly have this greater science than we do. But who are they? And why do they come here? To help us look into these subjects, we're joined today by Frank McManus, who will look into them based on the teachings of Master of Yoga and UFO contactee, Dr. George King. Good morning. As mentioned by Julian, today's program is on the fascinating subject of UFOs. Now, the Aetherius Society can make the truthful claim that it is a world leader on this subject, especially in the area of why they are here, where they come from, and what their message and philosophy is. This claim is possible because of the founder of the Aetherius Society, Western Master of Yoga, Dr. George King. Dr. King received during his lifetime over 600 contacts with intelligences from beyond this earth. These contacts received while he was in a deep self-induced yogic meditative state called Samadhi opened a unique window into UFOs to all who are open-minded enough to investigate. Amazing revelations regarding the true purpose of extraterrestrial contact with this earth and the craft called UFOs were given in a manner which demands investigation. Today's program will touch briefly on the world-changing subject of UFOs. 
So what type of craft are used to visit this earth? This question is answered by Dr. King in an extract of an address he gave entitled The Occult Significance of Flying Saucers. Let us listen then to his explanation. There is a phenomenon in the heavens that we call UFOs. As far as I'm concerned, they come from now all different types of inhabited planets, can't call them planets really, worlds in this solar system, as well as Mars, Venus, uh, Jupiter, etc. They're in very different forms now and they have different flight patterns. There was a time when the kind of corkscrew type of flight pattern wasn't very often seen. We did see a lot of that type of flight pattern uh, the other night over Holston Down. Uh, this means that probably most of those people belong to the same race or same civilization. Throughout the years people have seen other things, but mostly the type of thing that's been seen is rather like this model. This model is made to an exact scale, by the way, and it was compared with one of Adamski's early pictures, compared with the picture taken by the two boys in Coniston, Stephen Derbyshire and his brother. Now there's a picture I really do believe, because those lads could not anyway have faked that picture. And that's it, it's a usual type of scout craft. Has more than one propulsion system, and uh, it has a force field around it, and that is why when it is proceeding through the heavens at any type of velocity, it's seen to glow rather like a planet glows. It can glow red, golden, uh, the colors of the rainbow are silver white, blue white, gold white, orange, etc. Depending on velocity, uh, depending on the type of force screen they are using, and depending on the ionization of the ether caused by the reaction of the force screen that they happen to be using. Most of them have two types of propulsion units. They, they generally use the anti-gravitational propulsion unit when they are near uh, to a mass such as Earth. Gee, I can go on like this forever. Anti-gravitation. They learned thousands of years ago, by the way, that gravity, like magnetism, has two poles, a positive and a negative. And they learned to isolate these two poles so that they could make use of the gravity of a planet or they could repel themselves from it by reversing the poles of the gravity. So they can use gravity as a propulsion method. That is probably accounts for a lot of these strange maneuvers, these corkscrew kind of maneuvers, because uh, of certain inconsistency in number one, the travel of light. Uh, by the way, when I was a kid, among other things, I foresaw, of course, the atom bomb, 
which is fairly unusual for kids to foresee in my day, so I'm told. In fact, uh, I foresaw the atom bomb before, uh, I think before even the atom was split uh, in modern times. Uh, another thing that I did know somehow, strangely, I couldn't say how I knew, I knew that light did not travel in straight lines. And of course it was later proved that light does not travel in straight lines. So this reciprocal flight pattern is due to uh, inconsistency in the travel and refraction, not reflection, refraction of light through uh, disturbed ether particles, probably disturbed by the force screen of the vessel. And when you see them, as I say, fairly near to the surface, a few miles away, they will probably be using the gravitational propulsion system. If they go out into space, away from a gravitational pull, they have a different drive system as do the big mother craft that bring them here. These little things don't fly around the galaxy. These are just scout, uh, what we call them scout patrol vessels. That's all they are. They're, some of them are fairly small. So uh, the mother craft use a different propulsion system depending on where they come from. In this solar system, a propulsion system has been devised which allows them to exceed the speed of light. Mr. Einstein, with all credit due to you, sir, light is not the ultimate velocity. In fact, thought travels quicker through free space than light. Thought travels four million times the speed of light through free space, not through your body through free space. However, this propulsion system is something different. They know that there are what we call a universal supply of energies and they can tune into this universal supply of energies and use it as a propulsion system. And you can get, well, almost any velocity you like. There is something else too that's interesting to note that if you do go in a flying saucer, which you probably will one day, who knows, you will not feel any g-force. In fact, you, when the thing takes off, you won't feel any more g-force than if you were taking off uh, in, in, say, a fast sports car. And then after that, the g-force will cease on your body. That is because they have especially with the gravitational propulsion system, devised a system which makes a, the same uh, pressure, puts an even pressure on all uh, molecules within the sphere and on the outside of the sphere. In other words, you're in, when you're in one of these, you're in a, a tiny little universe, you know, with its own gravitation, etc., etc. And the, as the gravitation is controlled, an equal stress is put on all molecules of any inhabitants within the craft and on the craft itself. Therefore, they are not subject to G-forces. If they were, their bodies, some of their bodies are just as frail as yours and they would be smashed to pieces.
This is a short description of the craft called UFOs. But what of their inhabitants? Why are they visiting us? Where did they come from? Another fascinating answer was given in the same lecture which we'll now listen to. So there you are, ladies and gentlemen. These people have been helping us throughout the years. I do know that great masters like Krishna, Patanjali, Buddha, I Ching, Ayotse, you know, you can go on, were people from other worlds who were introduced into earth physical structures in order to bring about specified results. You know, this is the infant's class of the solar system. And the, the infants are nasty, horrible little people who throw all kinds of rocks and things at one another and murder and kill and thieve and, and tell lies and are extremely emotional. You know, in other words, nasty little people. And it seems that all nasty little people come to this infant's class. So these nasty little people need good big people to teach them throughout the centuries this has happened. Of course, there comes a time when that will cease. However, that's another philosophical problem, isn't it? So they have been helping us. And for the most part, they are either friendly or disinterested, per se. After all, I mean, you know, imagine if you were to come into this solar system and you were to get somewhere near, say, a planet like Saturn. You know what kind of beings inhabit Saturn, don't you? Everybody should know that. I mean, kids should be taught that at school. Does everybody know what kind of people inhabit Saturn? Who does know? A few do. People, kind of people who inhabit Saturn, and uh, there's one way to find out, that's to uh, make yourself so advanced that you're allowed to go there, isn't it? Kind of people who inhabit Saturn are very, very highly evolved people. Uh, they do not inhabit a nasty-looking physical structure like we on Earth do. Some of them live in more or less an ovoid shape, which of course is the perfect shape through nature, is an ovoid. They live in this uh, ovoid kind of shape. Uh, they have tremendous mental capabilities, way above our conception, and great spiritual capabilities as well. They live for many, many thousands of years in the same physical structure, and they are teachers throughout the galaxy. They're spread right to the far end, even over the rim, as a matter of fact. Teachers throughout the galaxy, they can live in any environmental conditions uh, which are found in nature. In fact, they could live in the middle of the sun, which may surprise you, surprise you or not. Truth has always been stranger than fiction, you know. When you're talking about space and what it contains, then you get it, it's really strange. Uh, because their body is completely adaptable, it's more of an energy body in a way than ours is. So, you know, seeing great cultured races like this with, with millions, hundreds of millions of, of 
decades of intelligence and research behind them who want to come to this place, except for one reason, to see what not to do. And that's about the only reason they'd want to come here. So some people then are not interested in us, per se. And of course others are. Uh, generally the, the people from Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn and so on are interested in us and have been for thousands of years. In fact, Sri Krishna, probably the greatest master of all times, whoever inhabited an Earth physical body, came from the planet Saturn. Jesus came from Venus. Buddha came from Venus. The great adept Heracles, uh, who appears in Greek mythology, he came from the planet Mars. Samson, who, by the way, uh, the history of Samson is not very well reported. Uh, he too was a great adept who had to bring about a certain condition. He came from the planet Mars, etc., etc., etc. And so it's gone on all through history. Uh, there was a time, by the way, in case you think that you're very civilized today, there was a time in ancient times when people from this earth did visit the planets. They visited the moon uh, whenever they wished to. They visited Mars and certainly Venus. They had craft called Vimanas and they could uh, travel between the planes with these things. That was before the fall of Lemuria and uh, then things altered a little bit because man started playing around with atomic uh, bombs and atomic weapons. So all throughout the ages we have been helped and guided by these great and mighty people. And when we have faced situations which in no way could we do anything about because it was too late for us to do anything about, such as the android and such as another attack which came in your lifetime, then we were definitely helped. So there is no doubt about it. We have been helped by great beings who have a plan for our salvation. So you can see that not only have UFOs been visiting our world for centuries, but their inhabitants have been closely related to our unfoldment as a race. Indeed, have many of their number lived among us as apparent terrestrials, founding many of the major world religions and guiding us at pivotal times. But what of today? What is their modern message and what can we do to cooperate with them? Now at the moment they are preparing this earth for a great change. A spiritual renaissance if you like. There has been and now is in operation a cosmic plan for this earth and all life upon it. And its pivotal time is right now. This is a vast subject but briefly this planet 
the Mother Earth, is a vast cosmic intelligence who has provided us all a home, a classroom to live and learn. On July the 8th, 1964, she received a great cosmic initiation to prepare her for a major change, that being a rise in vibration of her body and a fuller expression of her great spiritual potential. In the past, she has denied herself this so that all life on her majestic body may have a suitable classroom to gain essential experience in this solar system. Since this great initiation, UFOs and the cosmic intelligences who travel in them have been very active in helping to prepare mankind for this great spiritual change to come. The main thing holding mankind back from this inheriting this new world to come is the correct use of what we call spiritual energy. Not so much physical energy, but spiritual energy. To this end, extraterrestrial intelligences have gone out of their way to provide mankind with easily accessible spiritual energy sources and opportunities of cooperation with them so that we can all help each other to evolve from our present position to that place where we can enter into this great new age of enlightenment and enhanced vibrations. These opportunities and help given include the regular orbit of a large extraterrestrial craft called Satellite Number 3 around this Earth, during which time all spiritual actions performed by mankind are enhanced by a factor of 3,000 times. So they take the energy from the mighty sun, the pranas, the life forces, concentrate them and guide them down to all people working for good. Another part, the charging of 19 mountains around the world as New Age power centers, where anyone who visits these places can in spiritual ritual of any sort, providing it is the right motive, radiate tremendous spiritual energy to the world. The giving of a sacred spiritual practice called the Twelve Blessings, an extension of the Sermon on the Mount, as it was called, which was designed to allow ordinary people to send out a beautifully balanced stream of healing upliftment to the world. Also, a revolutionary way of concentrating the effects of prayer by storing the energy from it and releasing it under tremendous concentration to areas of strife around the world under the guidance and cooperation with space intelligences. This mission being called Operation Prayer Power. Now these, and many more powerful activities, are playing a major part in helping our world at this pivotal time all in cooperation with intelligences who man those craft we call UFOs. Now to finalize, a profound message called Let in the Light, given by a space intelligence called Mars Sector 6, sums up, I think, quite well how we can all put this world right in cooperation with extraterrestrial intelligences and UFOs. This is Mars Sector 6, 
reporting from satellite number three, now in magnetization orbit of Terra, which is the Earth, subject, let in the light. The potential is lying dormant within you, O men of Terra. Realize it. Bring it into active manifestation upon your Earth. And then, indeed, will you let in the light. Within your hearts, O brothers, doth burn a flame of the divine creator itself. Realize it. Go inwards until you see it, until you feel it, until it becomes your every thought and action, and then you will let in the light. Within the soul of each of you, there is a divine spark which itself is a result of direct illumination from the Spirit, which dwells silently within you all. Go into this divine spark. Meditate upon it. Let the mighty rays vibrate through you every day, every hour, every second, every microsecond, and then you will let in the light to your earth, to all those around you. I read it now in your hearts that each one of you would love this very moment to stand up and say, Be gone, fetters of terrestrial conditioning. I offer you the power to do this. From where I am transmitting at this moment, we are radiating enough power down to terrestrial sons and daughters to enable them to break the bonds of foul conditioning which keeps them bogged down in the slime of ignorance. Let in the light, O oh friends, so that it impregnates you, so that it impregnates all those around you. O oh, terror, at this moment I am just 1,550 miles from the surface of a troubled planet. 1,550 miles from the surface of a seething cauldron of hate. 1,550 miles from the surface of a planet receding into retrogression, brought about by self-imposed judgment. 1,550 miles from a green planet, populated by angels in the making. 1,550 miles from a dark planet ruled by hell. 1,550 miles from the gods themselves. Let these words sink into your hearts, to your souls, then follow them in. Come out again with truth and let in the light. So the real significance of UFOs then is the message they bring for humanity as a whole. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Julian Rosser. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if so, there's plenty more on our website, which I'm sure you'll also enjoy. Just visit tas.co.nz slash UFOs. That's T-A-S slash UFOs. And we look forward to sharing another topic with you in our next podcast. Thank you for listening to Mystic FM. Brought to you by the Aetherius Society. Tune in next time for more cosmic spirituality because it is wisdom that sets you free.